When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This, yeah. this is the Rich Eisen Show. Rich Eisen. Oh, that's Susie Eisen Hilton. <laughs> <laughs> With guest host Susie Schuster. Live from the Rich Eisen Show studio in Los Angeles. Josh McDaniel spoke. I mean, I think there's always urgency at that position. Do you want Aaron Rodgers or not? That's the one thing here. Earlier on the show, former Raiders CEO Amy Trask. Still to come, NFL Network insider Tom Pelissero. And now, sitting in for Rich, it's Susie Schuster. Hi there, everybody. Thanks for tuning in for this edition of the Rich Eisen Show. Susie Schuster in for my husband, Rich Eisen. He's in Indianapolis covering the combine, as is Tom Pelissero, who's joining us momentarily. I want to reset the news of the day. Uh, and that is, of course, uh, Jalen Carter, an arrest warrant has been issued for the Georgia defensive tackle after the fatal car crash that killed a Georgia player and a staffer on the 15th of January. Reckless driving and racing is one of the charges. Another one is leaving the scene of a crime. No word yet on the blood alcohol content for him for that. But he was registered and supposed to speak today at 1030 Eastern time this morning, uh, along with the other defensive players. He did not show up. He did then leave the combine. He then issued this statement via Twitter. said, this morning I received a telephone call from the Athens, Georgia Police Department informing me that two misdemeanor warrants have been issued and against me for reckless driving and racing. Numerous media reports have also circulated this morning containing inaccurate information concerning the tragic events of January 15, 2023. It is my intention to return to Athens to answer the misdemeanor charges against me and to make certain that the complete and accurate truth is presented. There is no question in my mind that when all of these facts are known, that I will be fully exonerated of any criminal wrongdoing. Seems like the perfect time to bring in Tom Pelissero from NFL Network to get your reaction to this, Tom. Well, Susie, I don't remember another occasion like this during the combine um, when you have something like this come out. Obviously, you know, this is, um, you know, the accident uh, occurred uh, over a month ago. And so clearly they've been investigating since then. Jalen Carter, I, I would not believe, had any idea that this was coming. If he had, he might not have shown up in Indianapolis because he was here. He had begun to meet with teams. He was not intending to work out. He was just going to do his meetings and his medical and then um, end up doing all of his drills and, um, and testing at his pro day. Now, clearly, there's a lot on hold here. This is one of, you know, consensus, the top three non-quarterback prospects in the entire draft. There were certainly other things that uh, teams were digging into on Jalen Carter, nothing from a criminal standpoint, but, um, you know, general uh, issues and questions based upon his time at Georgia. This now layered on top of it uh, certainly clouds his, you know, draft stock and, and his future, but we're still two months out from the draft. You read the statement. He says he will be fully exonerated. Time will tell whether that uh, takes place. But to the extent that 
teams at this time of year are not only betting the upside, they're also mitigating risk. There is a risk factor here, even though these are misdemeanor charges, when it comes to a player who people already were having to do extra homework on and now adding uh, a criminal charge in a uh, crash that uh, cost the life of a teammate. Tom Pellicero from NFL Network joining us here on the Rich Eisen Show. Susie Schuster in for Rich Eisen. How has this affected the buzz at the Combine? I mean, obviously you came in this morning and, and the story has changed as the day has unfolded. Well, I think that, you know, the Combine is, is such a massive event now, quite frankly. And I'm, I'm sitting here on the radio row side of things. There have to be roughly a thousand credentialed media there are all the owners and GMs shuttling through. There are all the players coming. Uh, you know, obviously Jalen Carter did not, but all the other players are coming through here. Uh, I wouldn't say that it's impacted the tenor of it, you know, especially because we knew that he wasn't going to do uh, mm-hmm. anything on the field. Uh, certainly, though, you know, as teams are going through their process here, I've definitely heard it from clubs and asking about, you know, what exactly is going on because they're like us. I mean, they they find this out through Twitter. They find out through reading uh, media reports, even the clubs that may have been aware um, that he was present for um, the accident, if any clubs did know that. No one I had talked to leading into this believed that um, there was anything imminent on this front. What are people excited about the most? Who are the players that people are going to be lining up to watch? Well, I think Will Anderson from Alabama, you know, because, again, Jalen Carter was never going to work out here. Um, Tyree Wilson from Texas Tech is now ready to work out. So Will Anderson is going to be the one that's on display, potential number one pick. He's a highly productive pass rusher at Alabama. They actually stuck him in the linebacker group here. Uh, teams then requested him to do D-line drill. So he's going to do a lot of stuff on the field and you know try to put on a, a show uh, for the people here. I think that you know of the quarterbacks, Bryce Young is not going to throw. We've reported that's not related to the AC joint injury. He just wants to wait, as other quarterbacks have in the past, to uh, throw it as pro day. Certainly some people are going to make the connection to the fact that this is not the biggest, most physical quarterback that has come through here. Does he really want to be standing shoulder to shoulder uh, with these guys and all throwing at the same time? The measurements are going to be notable here. Not even so much the height, although I haven't talked to anybody who believes that he's six foot as he was listed at Alabama. He's probably, you know, maybe 5'11". And then the word coming out of the school back in the fall was he was playing around 186 pounds. There's just no... Um, precedent for a guy, you know, there obviously are short quarterbacks. Baker Mayfield went number one, Kyler Murray went number one, but not a 186 pound quarterback. So we'll see what he ends up measuring in at, weighing in at on Saturday. And then the other top quarterbacks are going to throw. Will Levis, this will be the first time from Kentucky that he has thrown and that we've seen him doing it on any kind of stage since the end of the college season. And he was greatly affected by uh, a severe turf toe injury that he kept. Uh, re-aggravating over and over for uh, some period of time. You had uh, He also had a shoulder injury that he was dealing with as well. He didn't go to the senior bowl. They, basically, the, the theory was if he just rested it, that would keep this turf toe from lingering you know, into camp because these guys in the pre-draft process normally don't get a break. So he's going to throw. C.J. Stroud from Ohio State is going to throw. And then Anthony Richardson from Florida is you know maybe you know, one of the biggest stories in this combine and this draft is – as one high-ranking executive put it to me recently, quarterback is not a traits position. In other words, normally teams are not saying, well, the quarterback has the size and the speed, and, well, we can kind of figure out the rest, even though he wasn't highly productive and a one-year starter and they weren't very good on offense at Florida. Normally you, you want some type of productivity. This guy's so rare as an athlete, and he plans to do everything, not just throw, but he's going to run the 40 and do the vertical and the broad jump 
and all that stuff. That's the plan going into Saturday, and we'll see what kind of uh, numbers he's able to put up. Hey, Tom, it's it's Brockman. How you doing, buddy? <laughs> I'm great, Brockman. How are you? Good. I just wanted to take you out of like robot reporter mode for a second. Just a follow-up. Wow, on the- that's, that's, that's cold. No, it's not cold. No, it's not cold. It's not meant to be cold. When Tom Brockman comes on, he's all business. Bowl, that when I'm on as a right. guest, I'm boring. And oh, then when no, I'm a host, no. I'm a completely different person. Yeah. That's kind of how it works. <laughs> no, Tom, just a little more loose. You know what I mean? All right, I'll give me a fun answer. Give me a fun <laughs> no, question. No, 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 not just like all business. There's like, like, like 95% business. You know what I mean? We never said you were boring, Tom. It was just that you don't say hi to us. Also, Tom, when I come, we drink in the studio, so yeah, everyone's right. really right. loose I'm half here. drunk right now, TP, so, you know. That's good. I'll be. I'll, I'll. All right. I'll try to up my up it from five percent, ninety-five percent business, five percent fun. We'll try to get me out of mullet territory. How about that? Just, just to follow up on the quarterback, like everyone has Bryce Young, kind of number one, head and shoulders, the top of this class. What are the chances? How would you handicap it that coming out of the combine because he's not working out? that one of these guys, whether it's Will Levis or C.J. Stroud, or there's a lot of buzz on Anthony Richardson right now, what are the chances that one of these guys leapfrogs him uh, after this week? Well, there's going to be more buzz, obviously, because there's nothing Bryce Young can do other than put on weight and maybe measure in a little bit taller. You know, So, yeah, Anthony Richardson, you know, unless he doesn't test like everyone thinks he's going to, he's, he's going to be one of the talks in this whole thing. Will Levis can really spin it. C.J. Stroud's a, a you know, really uh, intriguing passer as well. You know, there's obviously a history of Ohio State quarterbacks he's going to have to overcome, and teams are going to want to test him and you know, just to kind of see his football IQ, how he processes, how he reads things, all those different things that you, know, you can see on tape, but you want to kind of walk through it with them in some of these meetings. So absolutely, I think that at least from an external perspective, there will be some movement here. But in terms of the actual teams, everything I've heard on Bryce Young is positive with the exception of the size and the concerns that that gives you for durability. He was only hit, I can't remember the exact number, Scout told me the other night, I want to say it was 15 times the whole season. Oh, wow. He still had an AC joint injury on his throwing shoulder that impacted him. But you got to remember, he's playing behind five NFL-caliber offensive linemen there. They're dominating at the line of scrimmage. You're going to inevitably get hit more in the NFL. Can he hold up? I mean, Lamar Jackson coming out, one of the things with him was he was really narrowly built in the lower body. And so people worried with his play style, was he going to get banged up? Well, you can say, well, Lamar Jackson's won MVP. He's one of the most dynamic electric players in the league. Yeah, but two years in a row, he's missed December and January. Why? Because of lower body injuries. It was a bone bruise in his ankle, and then it was a PCL injury. In both cases, things that the club was hopeful he'd come back sooner from. It did end up playing out that way. And that's not to you know, take a shot at Lamar Jackson. It's just the reality that when Teams are body typing guys. They want to have comparables. Even Kyler Murray is a thickly built, densely built guy. Right. Um, Russell Wilson was a short quarterback, but you know him and Kyler are both baseball players. Baseball players have some Thick. some girth to them. Bryce Young, you know, is a he's a small framed guy, and so it's not like he can just you know eat five thousand calories a day and put on twenty pounds here. It's just like he's going to be a smaller type of a player in the NFL, and there's an unknown here just in terms of trying to project that out. How well is he going to hold up? And every team's going to have a different answer to it. Yeah, even Lamar Jackson that you mentioned, he's 6'3", so he's got at least four inches on Bryce Young, given that they have kind of a similar frame. Right, and yeah, Lamar Jackson's taller. He's just another kind of thinly built type of a guy. Right. Um, you know, but again, Lamar's a really good player. 
it's not like it's saying you know, Lamar's not big enough. He's, he's done it. He's shown he can. You just worry about, you know, over the longevity of somebody's career. Usually the guys who come in with durability issues, even a quarterback, end up having durability issues in the NFL. You know, with Tua coming out, it was all the different injuries he had had and just kind of taking more hits than he needed to. And obviously you can't blame a guy who didn't have a concussion history with suddenly getting a couple of concussions, but, you know, he's been banged up. He broke a finger his first year. You know, he's had, he's had a bunch of different stuff. Uh, that he's had, he had broken ribs rather at one point. So I mean, there's there's different things that happen. You just gotta you gotta have a plan for it. Everyone likes how Bryce Young spins it. The leader, the winner, the guy, all that stuff's good. You just have to get comfortable with this guy's not built like any quarterback we've seen. And Tom, you said the magic word, which is durability. I mean, can a guy withstand the hits? And, and Rich was saying yesterday, well, any conditioning coaches in the back of the room saying I can handle that, but you can only work with what the guy's basic build is. I mean, you can't you can't recreate. You, you can bulk somebody up if you're a great conditioning coach, and I've seen it happen many times, but you, you really, you're limited by what you get there in the frame. Sorry, Sue, the phone was breaking up. Can you repeat that? That's all right. I can move on. I, you know, I was just basically saying that durability is the magic word there. You know what I mean? Because any conditioning coach can say, well, I can bulk him up or I can work on that, but you're limited by what you get in the frame of a kit. Right. I mean, I think that you're projecting that stuff out with anybody uh, coming into this thing, too. I mean, any player, if they've got a history of injuries or if they're built a little bit differently, you're just, you know, you're trying to compare them to past people. That's a big part of what they do. That's frankly why they still do the 40-yard dash and things that people say, well, it's antiquated. It doesn't translate to football. But you do it because you can compare a guy else from 10, 20, 30 years ago. And even though everybody's an individual, if everybody of a certain body type or anybody under or over a certain line has had the same types of things happen to them, then that gives you a pretty good idea that just from an analytical, quantitative perspective, the odds are not in your favor. That's what you know, teams employ analytics people. They do medical analytics. They look at this and just say, you know, based upon how this guy's body is built, based on the force plate testing, they do all these different things. Is this guy an injury risk going forward? And there's teams that employ people strictly to give everybody an injury grade on the board. It's not just either he's off the board for medical or he's on the board. Sometimes it's, it's shades of gray. And again, you know, the draft pick is, you know, it's lottery tickets. You're just hoping enough of those guys work out. If you get a bunch of high risk medical guys because you like their talent, you're maybe you hit on one, but you might miss on all the others for reasons that have nothing to do with football. What are you hearing about Lamar Jackson? Well, Eric DeCosta, John Harbaugh spoke today. Harbaugh said that he has been uh, texting here and there with Lamar. Uh, DaCosta continued to express optimism that a deal is going to get done, but the clock is very much ticking here. The franchise tag deadline is six days away. At that point, if they have not worked out a long-term deal with Lamar Jackson, the question will not be if he's tagged, because he will be. It'll be which tag do they use. Is it the exclusive tag or the non-exclusive tag? The exclusive tag would you know, secure their ability to be the lone team able to negotiate with Lamar Jackson, but it also would allow the Ravens to protect themselves if they want to shop him in a potential trade for a windfall of draft picks. The non-exclusive tag would invite other teams to negotiate an offer sheet with Lamar Jackson, which would not necessarily mean that they're going to let him walk for two first-round picks. It could mean the Ravens are thinking, well, we haven't been able to get a long-term deal done. Maybe if he gets out there and another team signs him, we'll match. And then it solves the problem. There's a lot of different directions that this could go. Again, six days until that franchise tag window closes. At that point, you know, the, the tag that they would apply to Lamar Jackson will tell us a lot about how confident they feel about getting a deal done or whether perhaps, and there is a scenario for this, 
they end up looking to trade him instead. And before we lose you to the news cycle, what are you hearing about Aaron Rodgers? Aaron Rodgers went on a psychedelics podcast today, which is, I feel like, the apropos thing that we'd be uh, saying at this point. You know, Aaron's, uh, you know, he's on his own journey, and he has been for a number of years, and there's nothing, frankly, wrong with that. Um, but his process is just a little bit different, and it's taking longer, and he's trying to arrive at the right decision. The Packers are trying to be respectful of his need for time. But, you know, Brian Gutekunst referenced it yesterday. They want an answer before free agency begins and the, and the window for negotiating begins. You know, it opens up on March 13th, which is in 12 days. Uh, if Aaron Rodgers wants to come back and he's fully bought in, then the Packers want him back, subject to additional conversations to make sure they're all on the same page about where the roster's going from here. If he says, I want to keep playing, but I want to be traded, then the Packers are open to working with him on it. It's not as simple as, and I've been asked, you know, by many people, well, why don't the Packers just move on? It's because really they can't. He's got $60 million fully guaranteed this year, and he can veto any trade because, number one, he can just say, I'm not showing up. I'd rather retire than go to place X. Or he could refuse to sign a revised contract that facilitates the trade from Green Bay's perspective, because they would need some relief under the salary cap. So until he declares his intentions, there's not a lot for the Packers to do other than do what they've already done, which is understand all the scenarios here, evaluate exactly what you know you would do based upon what Aaron does. And I'm sure, based on what Goodwin said yesterday, the hope is he doesn't take this all the way up to March 13th, because whether it's a trade or those conversations about the direction of the Packers roster – that's not going to be a snap of the finger there. That's going to take some time, and they're going to need it, um, you know, leading up to the start of the league year. Tom, I know the guys think you're boring, but I don't think you're boring. I think you're we, full of good well, Hold up, hold up. No, 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 no. That was, I mean, I know the guys, the guys, the guys just said you're boring. boring. No, no. I'm my, sorry. My point I'm, was, on behalf of the Rich Eisen no, Show family, I'm, I'm sorry about that, Tom. That's just not, that's just not right. That is not true, Tom. All I said to Tom was when he called, he's coming and he hosts the show, so we got to know him. Mm-hmm. And then when he started to come back in, he just was very straight and professional. And we're like, yo, you're one of us now. Just holler They're at bummed us. that you don't say hi to them when you come out. on the air, Tom. I'm just going to like do some family business. They're a little sad. You don't say, um, hi, Chris. Hi, TJ. Hi, Mikey D. That's it. So next time, maybe like, you know, well, you, hey. You lead me right in on a pretty hardcore question there, Susie. It's not exactly one I can do it yeah, all. See, that's why we weren't going to do this today. A little bit of a hard left turn there. <laughs> we weren't going to do it today, but hard Brockman news jumped background. in. It, so. Hard news background, Tom. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, I mean, that was never very fluffy. Tom, Tom steak, your time. steak and shake or shrimp cocktail? <laughs> it's, uh, I mean, I've had... Too much of both. Let's put it that way. <laughs> <laughs> Next time you're in, Tom, mimosas. Let's do it. See you, buddy. Tom, thanks for your time. See we make it happen. He'll Enjoy, never. He'll, fellas. Have fun. He'll hey, never. Hey, he'll hey, never hey, hey, you hey, go. Hey, you got hey. the acknowledgement. Nice. <laughs> Our guy, TP. Yeah, but does he bring booze? I'm just saying. Does he bring donuts? I don't think so. Well, I mean, that's just you. Bobby Bones, is he going to roll in here with little snacks? Great question. He I mean, better. I mean, he better now he after hearing this. Roll in, you know? Hey, Bobby, let me just say, hey, let me have camera one. Hey, Bobby, I'm just saying, I bring snacks. I bring booze. What are you going to bring, Bobby? <laughs> you better park the In-N-Out truck outside. <laughs> now way, I've brought an ice cream truck before. I've done that. I know. Didn't you get a snack? I still yeah. have to log on. Ice cream. Susie brings ice cream. You got a ice cream? You got the ice cream. Take us to break. Now I'm upset. <laughs> <laughs> now you know what we thought. Now I'm upset. We'll be right back. 
on The Rich Eisen Show. Yeah, we'll be back. <laughs> Let's talk O'Reilly Auto Parts, people. Or as you might know from their jingle, O-O-O O'Reilly Auto Parts. They're in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offers friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs because you know when you need your car fixed, you need somebody who knows what they're talking about and is helpful, has a smile on their face, and gets you back on the road. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you just... Find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced, a brake light fix, or a quick service? They'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help. Whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice, you will find the employees at O'Reilly Auto Parts knowledgeable, helpful, and the best of all, friendly. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit us at O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. Let's talk sleep number, people, because quality sleep is so essential. That's why the sleep number smart bed is dissolved for your ever-evolving sleep needs. And the same thing for your partner. So you can choose what's right for each of you whenever you like. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Quiets your snores or your partner's? Sleep Number does that. My Sleep Number setting is 60. My wife's is 70. Ten numbers apart, but it truly is the world of difference. The Sleep Number sleep that you get is unbelievable. You will love it. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now you could save 50%. That's 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. The rolls will be sitting here at the Rich Eisen Show desk furnished by Granger. With, thank you very much. With supplies and solutions for every industry. Granger has the right product for you. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. I like the Granger desk. Feeling yeah. very comfortable here. Thank you very much. With it my mimosa you. in hand. Thank you. It does. Thanks, Granger. Thanks for supplying this fantastic desk. Hey, Chris, let's talk uh, some association because hey, I do. Susie. I am an NBA person by nature, having covered it for so long. Kevin Durant making his debut mm-hmm. with the Suns. Yep. That will right. happen tonight. As we all know, he's been out since, what is it, like the 8th of January with an MCL sprain. And so he'll be back. It'll be fun to see what's going on. The Lakers assessing LeBron in a couple weeks. Couple he's in a walking weeks. boot right now. A walking boot is it's not a good look for him. Yeah. Not a good look, but... Guys, you excited for Kevin Durant tonight? I'm excited for a lot of things. Big ball night tonight. Um, yeah, all eyes are kind of in Charlotte right now. Phoenix is in Charlotte. They're kind of down and out. Uh, they've been one of the teams, TJ, understanding the assignment. They are in full tank mode, whether or not they're admitting it or not, for Victor Wemanyana. And now that Lamelo broken foot, he's going to be out rest of the season. So they're just in a race to the bottom here. But yeah. It's more about Phoenix. They're only four games over 500. Been kind of a disappointing year for them so far. And they go out and get Kevin Durant during Super Bowl week. And now he's making his debut. Now they're the second betting favorite to win the title. It's kind of a three-team race between the Celtics, Milwaukee, and Phoenix uh, for the favorite to win the championship. So I'm excited to see what he looks like. All the workout videos that we've seen the last couple days. He looks great. He's been playing five-on-five. Looks like he's back to being KD. And... um, 
Man, sky's the limit for this team in the last here home stretch of the regular season. Yeah. Also, Susie, I kind of equated this to, you know, Phoenix. When did they trade from a month? About three weeks ago at this point. It was, we were at Super Bowl, we're at Super Bowl. So two weeks ago. I kind yeah. of equated this to like being a kid and like you know what that package is under the tree. You know what your mom bought you. And it's all wrapped up and you can pick it up and you can shake it and you can kind of feel it. But you can't open it and you've got to sit and wait for Christmas. I feel like that's how the Suns fans must feel right now. They've had him for three weeks. You've got this Kevin Durant toy, but you can't access it. You can't play with it. Now today, it's Christmas. You finally get to rip that thing, run down the steps, rip it open, and start playing with your your, your all-time great basketball players. So Suns fans got to be hyped for this right and, now. And you know who got coal in this stocking is Darvin Ham. He must be thinking <laughs> oh. myself, to himself, what in all holy heck is happening here? AD now out tonight as yeah. well? Yeah. I mean, look, he uh, they made some pretty good moves. I always hate to give the Lakers credit. But um, they brought in some decent players. It looked like they were going to be able to make a run to maybe even, not even the player in, Chris, but maybe to get an actual sixth seed. And yeah. now, what what do you think is going to happen? Yeah, and that's squad? what, you know, Darvin, had, Darvin Ham said their goal was to be the sixth seed. It wasn't that unrealistic when you look how clogged the Western Conference standing, standings were. We mentioned it before. They were five games separated the Lakers where they stood at 13th and the Clippers at 4th. Mm-hmm. And they won the first two games. They picked up a couple of games in the standings. Suddenly they were right there. And then LeBron goes down. He hears a pop. Then he finishes the rest of the game. I thought that was weird. Weird. And then. Well, adrenaline, you know, would usually kind you hear of carry a pop. You, you hear a pop, you go sit. If you hear a pop, you normally would go sit. Maybe. Because you know. Maybe Have you? Know. I've heard it. It's not yeah. pretty. Yeah, but he's. And now he's out. And they're going to reassess in two weeks. And it seems like the Lakers season kind of. Fun while it lasted, yep. you know, it was a fun couple of weeks with the, you know, couple, excuse me, couple of games with the new look roster and everything. And now Anthony Davis is out. He took a weird fall in the game last night. That's if you guys were watching, but yeah, I mean, what to do now with, with the Lakers? What, what do they do heading into next year? If this is in fact it, and they're not going to make the play in at all. 51 he, turnovers combined of the two LA teams last night. 51. Oof. You can't win games with that. Because you yeah. figured, you figured. LeBron was going to make a run, right? They were going to make yeah. it kind of interesting. Whether they, it, even if they were in the play-in, they could have got that seven or eight seed. Maybe, but had a home game there. They could have gone on a run. Could they upset Memphis in the first round? If tough, uh, but Shannon Sharp sitting courtside heckling John Moran <laughs> and these guys, but now it seems like it's kind of just coming to a womp womp end of the year, and then they go into a kind of an off season of a lot of question marks. Mm-hmm. And Coop's happy because Jason Tatum. Coop's happy because he just wants to see him roll right to the NBA Finals oh again. Well, it's going to be a little bit tough. There's, it looks like there's a three-team race in the East, and it's mm. going to come down to his Celtics, my Sixers, it, and, and everyone's Bucks. Is it a three-team? Because the Sixers had two good games the last two last two games and lost both of them to Miami and Boston. Well, I mean, come on. You, won it, you hit a game winner, so it's – yeah, you won the game. But, it, dude, if there was five more – if there was one second left on the clock, we would, the Sixers would have won that game. Yes or no? So did you win or did you lose? We lost, and then Jimmy Butler stole your soul. Yeah, well, that you know that's what we get for giving them up. The, the, the Sixers apparently chose Jimmy Butler over Ben Simmons, which is just another in the long line of just head scratching moves this franchise has made since they traded Moses Malone back in you know eighty five, eighty six. It's unreal. I, mean, I didn't really see didn't... I didn't see AD fall yesterday because I was at the Clippers Dog game. Fall, yeah. I. 
I, the Clippers are zero and three since the Russell Westbrook trade. I'm not exactly sure what worst the move is. in the West right now. The Clippers getting Russ zero and three, or Kyrie going to the Mavs now one and four Ooh. with Luca and Kyrie in the lineup together. I I don't believe that Russ is the reason the Clippers have I lost know, these games. Exactly He's been playing pretty decent. I just feel right now, just after going there last night and just watching, yeah. Ty Lue's got to really work on this team's rotations. Uh, there seems to be guys on the court at times of the game that they shouldn't be out on the mm-hmm. court. I have no problem with starting Russ. He's high energy. Let him kick the game off, attack the rim, kick out to the shooters. But come the fourth quarter when it's closing time, I just haven't seen enough of him performing at a level that would lead me to believe that he should be out in the f- court trying to close these games. Um, I, yeah, that, I will that's say the Clippers' that. I biggest will say issue that. right now is how they've got a lot of talent, Susie. There's a lot of players, and it's normally not a bad thing, but they just got to figure out the right fit, the right guys to put on the court to make this work. And right now, it's not working. First of all, he must be like, wait a minute, where's all the attention? Because when you play with the Lakers here versus the Clippers, it's like a whole different ball of wax, right? So now yeah. suddenly he can just go out in there and play basketball play. without the attention yeah. on him the way it was with the Lakers. He's out there to dish the ball. I mean, he's out there to assist, correct? And, and that's yeah, he what he has done since 17 this first game. He had 10 last night. Mm-hmm. I, I can't remember what he had in yep. game two. But but 0-3 in the start. Not a great way for him to start at the Clipper way. career. No. But, but, man, they needed a veteran, though. They needed someone in there to help with these other guys. And I don't know, TJ. It's all about the T-shirts at the Clippers game right now. It's all <laughs> about the guys. chicken. I mean, that's the best promo ever. And, and that's what happened on Friday night with that. 750 to 753 game that we watched <laughs> was, you know, in the fourth quarter, if the opposition team bricks two free throws, the whole arena gets free chicken. Free Chick-fil-A. So all yeah. people are doing is chanting chicken, chicken. <laughs> and it's like the great, it, remind, it reminds me of the old days with the Chalupas. Do you remember the old Chalupa thing with the Lakers where if you, if the Lakers scored over yes. hundred points, everyone would was get it a Chalupa? Tacos? Yeah, it's a Chalupa. Yeah. Yeah. So you'd sit there and everyone would be chanting Chalupa. I mean, I've never had a Chalupa. I'm sure they're lovely. <laughs> but there's nothing more fun than a, a game coming to the end and the whole place goes crazy. Not about the expensive game they're there to watch, but about the free chicken you can possibly get. Yeah, you get. just need one guy on the other team to miss two free throws and then everybody gets some free Chick-fil-A. But what was that you were saying about the t-shirts? Though? Oh, All Cooper wants in life is to catch a t-shirt. You know the cannons that get shot up mm-hmm. and they shoot up these, you know, $3 t-shirts that some child made in a sweatshop in oh, wow. Indonesia. <laughs> and so, well, listen. Wow. <laughs> I'm from New England. I just say it. But that said, all Cooper wants in life is one of those t-shirts, and he's never caught one. Well, it's funny you said that because last night I was at the game, and it was Chuck the Condor's seventh birthday oh, yeah. party. So <laughs> let me tell you something. They brought that out mascots. They had, they had Franklin, the Sixers mascot, came. They had uh, the Notre Dame mascot was there. Um the BYU mascot. They had like seven mascots that came and they put on a show throughout the game. And now I'm sitting there and I'm in these seats that I've been sitting with my buddy Riley for about 15 years. We've been sitting in the same spot. I didn't go to the last game with him. And he tells me, yo, the T-shirt gun went into the suite behind us. And I was like, dude, that's a that's impossible. Like, we've been sitting here all these years. It never makes it up this far. And he's like, I'm telling you, they did something to the gun, and now it shoots up this high. And I'm, like, completely not believing him because I've never seen the gun shoot up that high. Well, we're watching. They bring the—they've got this little T-shirt gun that just shoots these T-shirts, and— 
they must have put the super serum in this thing because this thing shot up above my head. And as I'm turning to look like, holy crap, you're right. It hit something and it dropped and it came right into my hands. So look at this T-shirt. I actually caught the T-shirt. This is Chuck the Condor. Seventh birthday party T-shirt. Wow. This is probably the fifth T-shirt that I've cut, and my buddy just happened God. to randomly catch me because he That's was recording. Crazy. He was filming, and he turned as the thing just. I'm literally watching this T-shirt fall, and it just landed right in my hand. What's so. going on? <laughs> so yeah, check the condor. That's what's up. Two one three. Here's the follow-up question. This looks then. like a, a, a No Limit Master P it album cover from back in the I'm day. Really like whoever designed this, yeah, this is a No Limit Soldier, I think. Here's the follow-up. Will you wear that T-shirt? Oh, no. 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 I'll What's put, that? What are you going to do with that? Put it I'm under a, Brockman's desk? No, for I'm, I'm going to hang it here for like a week, and then I'm going to end up giving it to Cooper for his birthday. Okay, that's nice. Yeah. Oh, well, that's better than Chris giving him empty Tupperware <laughs> for his birthday. So I'm just saying. He was like three when that happened. Yeah, you I wish I had a, a sound You haven't gotten him a gift since then? That's not nice, Chris Brockman. Now you have a kid. Now you know. Imagine poor Cage. That's not nice, Chris Brockman. I'd laugh. He's, he's never going to remember it. Now you, you know it. It's Cooper. He remembers <laughs> everything. It's funny because we talk about the NBA right now. Doesn't it seem like it's just Milwaukee's title to lose at this point? They won again last night, 15th straight. Giannis is unstoppable. It, you know, it all comes down to Middleton, right? Middleton's Had he health. been around last week, last year rather? Yeah, they probably beat they, Boston. They, they probably, probably win the championship. He's playing now. You got a good point, man. It, this could be Milwaukee's title it to just lose. Feels like it again. No, explain this to me though. The way that they're just kind of cruising right now in the West. Why is it that it doesn't seem like a lot of people are thinking that this is the Nuggets year? Why do you think that is? You know, it's finally. Jokic is probably going to win MVP again. Yeah, I, he I'm has kinda, to be. I'm kind of done arguing this point. Yeah, like, another triple double last night. Yeah, but the Joker's lining himself up to be the MVP. He is. I just, I, I feel DJ like. he thinks he's stat padding with Kendrick Perkins. <laughs> I feel like Embiid's just not getting any respect. Um, they don't, they don't the best record in the league. goes back to the Sixers, but well, whatever. Can we take a call, guys? You know, I love oh, please, calls. yeah. Uh, I don't know who's on line one, because Herzo, Adam, I don't see you. Oh, it is. Right. Hi, how are you? What's up, guys? Hi, Susie. How are you doing? So great. How are you? I'm doing well. I was actually on hold for uh, for a little while. I had to run into court. Uh, <laughs> That's never for, a good thing, okay? Kept kept a guy out of jail for 15 years, so I figured. Oh, I'd okay, good. Nicely done. Well, wait a minute. Nice. Was it was it? Well, Terzo, did you like do some shady like slippery Jimmy type thing to get him off, or was oh. he? Well, no, did he deserve no, just, to get uh, off? We just we just no we just uh, we just cut a deal that it would uh, allow him to do a little bit of jail time. To alleviate getting new charges that would uh, carry up to 15 years. So oh, okay. It Nicely was, done. It was, kind of, it was kind of a little bit of a negotiation of how it worked. All right. Well, we're glad to hear it. Congratulations. What's your thoughts in the in, in, uh, NBA MVP talk? Well, first off, Susie, I'm going to go to Rich being on Dan Patrick this morning. And one of the funny things that uh, he's making his pitch to be on the on the committee there for competition committee. Competition. Yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm going for him because he was speaking to the common man this morning. And he was talking about the 50 guys in the bar, and I think he was hitting at Carl's place here in Iowa, in Iowa. Whenever he referenced, I'm just I'm just the voice for a, for the hometown bar there in Iowa. So I, I was thinking he was throwing out a little bit of Carl's place for us. So I appreciate that. I love it. I love it. He did mention wine bar, but I don't know if you're going to lose you in the dust with that one. But he did say wine bar. Oh, definitely not. Def- definitely not. Definitely not. 
So I think I think with the MVP talk at this point is I understand Jokic has won it the past two years, but you have to look at it as each year is independent. And it doesn't matter if he's won it the past two years. It depends on if he wins it this year. And he is right there in the discussion with Giannis and Embiid. I'm, I agree with you, TJ. I think Embiid's kind of getting pushed a little bit to the side, to the side but it's also because Joker's just been killing it. So it's really tough. It's really tough to overlook that. Terzo, thank you for your call. We appreciate it. Don't spend too much time in that bar. You better. <laughs> yeah. Matt in Tennessee, you've been waiting for a while. What do you have, Matt? Hey, Susie. How are you doing? I'm well. How are you? Hey, good. I like calling in when uh, Rich is not in and asking you some some questions about like just what Rich's life is like that we don't get to see. Um. I'm going to ask you a question. Uh, would you rather send Rich off to a four-day blackout with a retreat with whatever Rich is getting ready to do? Or not Rich, but uh, uh, Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers, uh-huh. ready to do? Or would you rather send him off four days with Ricky Williams? Well, that's that's a that's a tough question. I would absolutely send him off to uh, the retreat in Oregon because uh, I think that uh, four days of silence without his phone and Twitter would be a refreshing change. Ayahuasca? Uh, I, I don't know. I don't know about that. Uh, I think a Cabernet might be nice. I think we could go instead of ayahuasca no, a little Cabernet. Full, full experience. So the full the kit. So what you're saying is the kit and the caboodle. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's it's either four days with Aaron Rodgers ayahuasca in dark room, or four days with Ricky Williams in whatever he's doing. Yeah, I'd, I'd say I'd say or, I'd say Oregon. What do you think? Yeah, I think I think it's an easy one. TJ. I know. Oh, I'm, I'm I, completely opposite. You asking what I would do? Yeah, I'm heading. I'm going with Ricky. <laughs> you kidding? You going with your boy Ricky? Yeah. Rockin', I'll be chilling. Where, rockin', where do you see Rich going? I see him going to a, going? a nice oh, high-end spa in Napa. Absolutely neither. Yeah, high-end spa in Napa. He couldn't do either. He couldn't live without his phone for two seconds. No, I know. <laughs> Matt, thanks for the call. Appreciate the time. Thanks for always stopping by. Uh, I, I don't I don't know. I mean, he asked me which I would prefer yeah. to send him to. I feel a little safer on the Aaron Rodgers front, but how, I do think that... How would he know how re- he was doing in our fantasy basketball league? Yeah. Honestly, my point being... <laughs> Well, how could you feel safer with Ricky? All they're going to do is sit around and eat potato chips and sit on the couch. I don't like, want him sitting around on the couch eating potato chips for four days. <laughs> Give him the two organic meals. So you'd rather him just sit in a dark room with Aaron Rodgers? With yeah. Aaron Rodgers or, or in the cell next to him? What, what are we saying here? <laughs> I, think I mean, they've got to hang out. I mean, that could be interesting. It'd be very trippy, so to speak. <laughs> I see him more in like a, a, a nice, you know. Napa Valley Spa with a bathrobe and some wine, but I don't know about the Ricky Williams of it all. I mean, I didn't expect that question, Matt. I I, I, I was waiting, and, and, and I wasn't sure where you were going, but I didn't see that one coming. No, that, was, that was interesting. Right. I like it. You like it, Chris? All right, we're going to take a break. We're going to wrap up this show. We're going to hear from Mike McCarthy when we come back. He is talking in, in, in Indianapolis. You think Rich asked my question? No. No. <laughs> You didn't have a question. You had five questions, TJ. Narrow it down. It's that time of year, people. Spring has sprung, and that means spring cleaning, or at least... 
The partner in your life is demanding that you do it. Whether that means stocking up on cleaning supplies or swapping out your winter clothes for new spring clothes, make sure you're using Ibotta and get real cash back with every purchase. Ibotta is a free app that gives you the most cash back every time you shop on hundreds of items from groceries to beauty supplies to toys. The average Ibotta user earns $256 per year. That could cover the cost of an entire shopping trip, that flight you've been eyeing, or the fancy dinner you've been craving. Join the over 50 million users and earn cash back every time you shop from over 2,700 brands and retailers. And right now, Ibotta is offering our listeners $5 for just trying Ibotta by using the code Eisen when you register. Just go to the App Store or Google Play Store and download the free Ibotta app to start earning cash back and use my code E-I-S-E-N. That's I-B-O-T-T-A in the Google Play or App Store and use my code Eisen. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Monster.com. They can help you tackle the job hunt and make your next career move in football and in life. There's the regular season and then there's the playoffs. Monster.com knows that scoring your next job, that's a playoffs moment. To bring your A-game, you need Monster.com. Looking to change positions and join a new team? Monster can help. Monster.com has millions of job openings and great coaching and career advice for a strong performance when it counts. Plus, when you upload your resume to Monster.com, you can be recruited by employers before they even post their jobs. Monster.com specializes in building the right teams for employers and knows just how to match you with those job fits. When you score the position, Monster.com's salary calculator ensures that you are paid what you are worth. The regular season is history. We all know the playoffs are no time for messing around. It is time to get off the sidelines and go to Monster.com and win the job hunt. Monster.com. Unless, of course, you're a sideline reporter, then you have to go to the sidelines. But I'm just <laughs> nitpicking here. But All right. Uh, Dallas head coach Mike McCarthy just spoke recently. He was asked about how the offense will be different with him calling the plays. Just, I guess we'll wait and see. But, uh, no, I, I just think like anything, um, you know, everybody has plays, everybody has concepts. You know, we, we, we're, every, every player and coach, you have tendencies in this league. Uh, you're, you're ignorant to think that you don't. Um, you know, and it'll be no different for myself. Um, but, you know, it's just how, how you attack on the other side. So uh, there's some things that conceptually that, that I'll, believe in more in situational football than than may have happened in the last you know three years but, you know, I mean, let's let's be honest i mean you know um i had all the input that i wanted the last three years too so i, I think clearly when you look at the way callen coordinated in 19 um i mean just look at our run totals the last three years you know it you know we were, dif- we were different offense in 22 and we were in 2020 and and that was part of the evolution of being more balanced more complementary football um not as wide open in the in the in drop back just like our drop back passing and normal down this so you know you look at all those things so uh, but i'm really looking forward to the critique from you uh, of, of how how different it is so 
So what is he um, saying? Well, so what well, is wait, he saying? That, that's that? interesting because that sounds a lot like the question I was trying to say to Rich originally when he cut me off. It's like, no, 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 you can't waste time to ask that. Well, that was the question. Well, that's one of the five questions. Well, Susie, I asked one and I got shut down and I added an additional four on top of that. Okay, so what did he say? Because I, it was a very a long-winded way of saying like. nothing, right? <laughs> a lot of coach speak right? there is what I got out so of it. So what he was saying was, I'm kind of excited to call the plays. Mm-hmm. But we kind of called a lot of great plays in the last three years, but there'll be a lot more great plays ahead. So I'm looking forward to hearing your critique, and he kind of threw it at the media a little bit. Yeah, I was like, he brought up running the ball with Kellen. So I was like, is he going to go, all right, we're going to run the ball more? We're going to run the ball less? Like, I guess they're not going to show their hand right now, right? So I don't know. Chris, what's your favorite like coach speak parlance? Like, I mean, oh. he really said we should time out how long he spoke for, in which he said absolutely nothing. <laughs> he said absolutely nothing. It is a unique skill being able to just kind of talk and talk and talk and not really say anything or reveal anything. You know, Tom Brady, I think, kind of perfected that uh, over his twenty years in New England, where you just kind of get up there and you're like, yeah, I'm purposely boring. Hey guys, yeah, you know what? We had a really great day. Russell Wilson does it after games. He's really great at just saying nothing. Like, uh, guys are going to go out there and compete. We're going to play hard. It was awesome out there. Everyone's just competing and working hard. Yep. And we're going to do our best. And we're just going to give 110%. And that's going to be that. All right, go Hawks. Like, what just happened? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think my favorite is when people say they want to give more than 100%. Like, you literally only have 100% to give. That's the most. Okay? But when you have... Like, I think, was it, uh, was it John Harbaugh recently said that he expects 200% Lamar is going to be back on the Ravens next year? So you're going to clone Lamar Jackson and you're going to have two of them? Maybe one of them will actually sign the contract you offer. No, no, you can only give 100%. That's how math works. 660 but, math. Yeah, okay? yeah, yeah, but numbers 110%. are always fluctuating. Uh-huh. You only have 100% to give. So if you're just like, you know what, I got I to gotta be honest, guys. You know what? I think I only gave about 60% today. What's Seattle going to do? They are going to take the best player on the board. Right. Oh, that's coach speak. Actually, what they're going to do is they're going to do their best to take the worst one on the board. Because why (laughs) wouldn't they? When you say, I'm going to take the best one on the board, of course you are. But tell us something. (laughs) That's another one. I want to go out there and I want to say, how do I screw my team? Ryan Billick. Oh, yeah. Belichick's so good at Taking away the one thing you do best. Yeah, what does every other coach try to do then? Like, yeah, we're all trying to take away the good plays. You Oh, that good player that you have? We don't want him to do good against us. I like what Amy Trask said. She would back up the Brinks truck of ice cream at Lamar's house and just pour it out there. (laughs) All his favorite snacks. I got you some Girl Scout cookies because I know you like Thin Mint. I mean, like she was like, can I screw the Oreo off the top at Lamar and and spoon feed you the fluff inside? (laughs) (laughs) Do you um, do you take a bite of an Oreo or do you screw the top off and then eat the inside, then put the two crackers and then eat them that way? Oh, you got to twist the two apart. Interesting. Dip the one with the least amount of cream on it first. Serial killer behavior. And then you dip the one with the most. What do you do? Double stuff. I put the whole thing in my mouth and eat it. Yep. You're a total pig. That's <laughs> so what I do, Sarah Killer. Psycho sweet you're tooth. a total pig. You, that, you really are a total pig. You know how many donuts I've eaten this morning? How um, many? Like, he's I got to go to the gym for three hours this afternoon. He's literally taken half of every donut that you have that you brought in. So you in put today. your sticky fingers on you every know, donut in the box? Absolutely not. I got a knife. And I cut it into quarters, and I'm eating quarters at a time so I don't feel bad about myself. <laughs> Mikey D, did you have <laughs> any you donuts today? 
I'm off trigger. I know you are. You look great. Thank you. It's uh, but Brockman. I was. Well, you actually, had a mosa. That's fine. That's like it's the natural. It's organic. It's, natural. Hmm? it's organic. That's it. Also, I, there's resteverol in in the prosecco. What? <laughs> <laughs> what? Huh? I had half of the ones that Brockman cut on. Half of the one that he cut in half. If you had an Oreo, how would you eat it? Like the whole thing. The whole I thing. I never. I don't think I've ever. Did like twist. Never. That's so weird to me. That's why I've never done that. Put it in your mouth. Take a bite. Yeah, eat it. Done. Exactly. The whole thing in one bite. Would you say that? No. Yeah. My OCD I mean, it's, would it's, kick it's, in. I have to have the equal amount of um, of uh, crumb on top with the filling. You're Did you have Hydrox? Did you have Hydrox, hydrox. or Oreos? We had Hydrox as well. Yeah, hydrox. sweet. Oh, my God. Hey, yeah, you did. Yeah, <laughs> you, how fast? Eric Tacasso's on. I'm like, oh, he's from Massachusetts. I'm like, oh, yeah. I looked it up. Taunton, Mass. I'm like, oh, yeah. I, I heard that. I, I mean, you had some Hydrox? You had some Hydrox, didn't you? Yeah, <laughs> you did. Hydrox were East Coast. Yeah, you did, Slappy. Hydrox was yeah. East Coast. We had them. They I were mean, uh, Jersey. Slappy. They were Jersey? Yeah, yeah, we had Hydrox. Hundred percent. Yeah. Do those even still exist? Do I have to no go chance. and like look them up on eBay? Let's look. Now the Oreo has eight thousand different flavors. What are we doing? Disgusting. Hydrox. What should be one it? one flavor Oreo. One flavor, one size. I don't want get get rid of the single. We By need the way, no stuff. wonder America's obese. We don't need a double stuff. Have a single stuff. They're delicious. No. No single stuff. Who's doing single uh, stuff? Uh, Two thousand and fourteen uh, Hydrox. What do you mean? Who's doing done? single stuff? Nobody needs a double stuff Oreo. What do you? T- there's only I only eat double stuff Oreos. How often do you eat Oreos? I haven't had them in a long time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're so full of it. This is ridiculous. Let me call you out. What a, what a bunch of. You know what? Here's the thing. I can't have them because I'll just eat them. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, my mom, when I first moved out here, used to send me all this crap. And I was like, Mom, stop sending, <laughs> Mary. Uh-huh. Stop sending me all these, like, snacks. I don't want it. I don't want to eat it. I don't want to have it in my house. Because if it's in my house, I'll end up eating it. Right. So if it's not around. Was she, was she unaware that there were grocery stores in greater Southern California? No. I don't, well, she knew I wasn't going to go. <laughs> Oreo ball. The balls are Oreo. Do you see what you learn here when you watch the Rich, the Rich Eisen Show when he's out of the seat? When you watch the Rich Eisen Show out of the seat, you learn about Hydrox cookies, Oreos, Amy Trask's obsession with ice cream, and calling Tom Pelissero names on the air. This has been one heck of an edition of the Rich Eisen Show. Have a fantastic Wednesday, everybody.